Hello, NPR friends. New day, new episode. Yo, 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 whether you're wearing pants or not, welcome to No Pants Required. I'm your host, X3C, and thanks for joining. Today's episode, The Future We Need. Yep, I'm telling you this is a future we all need. No? You don't think so? Hear me out. Think you may like where this is may where this may head. Well, before we dive into the episode, let's jump into the quickie. Do you play the lottery? Or do you play specifically Mega Millions or the Powerball? I can tell you guys, I usually don't. When I mean usually, meaning I may have played it three times out of my life. I can't recall how frequently, because it's really infrequent, how many times I've actually played the lottery. And today I was watching, don't know the name of the show. I was just in the kitchen doing some things and. The TV was on the local Fox channel here in, in the DMV area. And uh, there was an interview on um, a really good topic here. And so her name is Just Being Buffy. I believe that's her name on TikTok. I don't have TikTok, TikTok but that was the name I do remember flashing across the screen. Um, I, I tried to search for her on Instagram and I believe I found her. So she, she is a certified financial advisor in the Atlanta, Georgia area. And she mentioned something that I really respect. She The question was asked of her, you know, do she play the lottery? Has she played or is she going to play the Mega Millions or the Powerball? And her response was awesome. She said, no, I do not play the lottery because I think it's a tax on the poor. Took me a second, took a minute, I took it in and snap. I was like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> it definitely makes sense to me. Reason why, I mean, you think about it, the odds for winning is one in 302 million. So that means Three hundred and one point nine nine nine. You get the point. Million folks are playing a lottery with zero chance in winning. And depending on how much money you're putting into it and how frequent you are putting money into winning a lottery, you're pretty much just paying into a system that is going to tax half of that winnings at the federal level. And then it's taxed the remaining portion at the state level. That money is being used for something. I kind of understand that logic that she mentioned. Now, she didn't go into the details I'm providing here, but how I interpret it as that tax money at the federal and state level is being utilized to some degree somewhere to fund some program somehow right and i think when you think about that you know people chasing the dream 
and chasing the 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 hope that I'm going to be the one to win this dollar amount. I think that is where it gets a little bit dangerous. Reason why I probably sort of don't play it. Now, granted, I do have this. You know, I I can I won't say I have the, the discretionary income, but you know, I can play. You know, maybe ten dollars won't hurt me to play every once in a while. But then that ten out ten dollars can add up, right? That's interest on something that I may be missing out on because I'm now putting that money in the hope of being the one in three hundred and two million chances of winning it, and I'm that person. So I think when I think about that, I kind of stay away from gambling in general. Um, I really don't even go to the casino as much, but I do find playing a penny slot machine at the casino pretty fun. Kind of sort of just like the feed the machine slowly, sip on a drink. I don't know, that 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 energy, that boring type of <laughs> non-committal energy by playing a penny slot machine, it's kind of fun. Um, at times, um, and that's kind of most of the energy I really, and most of the chances I would take. I'm not, I'm not really the one to really play or place bets, um, really of any kind. That's just not, not my style. But I did find it very fascinating, and I went to her Instagram page, and I, and I actually um, viewed um, some of uh, her of her content. And I really found it to be fascinating. Um, I like her approach to things, um, providing information similarly, similarly that I help you guys with here. Granted, she is a financial uh, expert. I am not. And so the information that I share here is from my perspective and strategies that I think could be successful. Um, and then also ways and things I've learned along the way. So that's the quickie for today, ladies and gentlemen boys and girls and others. As I mentioned, today's episode is the future we need. So in this episode, it's all about technology. I want to take you guys on a progression. So I'm going to take you through my conscious and journey through to the future. This is like literally, literally a true dream of mine. So this is not something science fiction. This is actually how my brain works. <laughs> and I have thought about this many times. So don't, ju don't judge me. Embrace the future or one that's similar. Because I tell you, we have a reckoning and we must consider all options for longevity. Or consider all options while we are still living. We are not a species that is designed to live forever. And probably nor should we. I mean, our bodies degrade over time, right? We're born, we grow, we develop, and then we start to atrophy the opposite direction. It's normal, right? It's kind of normal with all mammals on this planet to some degree in some fashion. So let's take a journey here. As I mentioned, it's gonna be a progression. So think about youthful energy. I, you know, 
I can sense maybe even recently what my energy is a little less than it used to be. Um, I still think I am a pretty energetic person, but I am not as youthful as I used to be. <laughs> um, and other times I was really criticized for that um, growing up where folks would say I was hyper, like I was air quote over energetic. And I was like, well, I didn't feel that way. And now where I'm at in my life, I think, wow, it would be nice to have some of that energy that I did have a little bit longer, right? And as you get older, some of that dissipate and fade away. And so when I think about youthful energy, youthful energy, I'm thinking about my 20s and my in my 30s, particularly. And then as it relates to or compared to today. Um, so I want to have that same or similar type of energy with complete functionality of my full body without injury or handicap well into my 60s and 70s. That when I hear the term or the words youthful energy, I think about 60 and 70 years old being able to operate my body and still having the energy to get after whatever I'm doing, hiking or a type of workout or an activity or being able to just walk and not feel fatigued or tired. I want to have that kind of control over my body when I get older. So taking that example a step further, I really think about multi-planetary species. I really think about us, humanity, being or being capable of living on multiple planets. I really think about that a lot. I do. And I think about the times where I see technology or advancement in technology. And I'm thinking we are almost there. Wow. We are almost to the, to the pinnacle of being able to exodus this planet. Not that I dislike it because I really do like it, but exit this planet to that next frontier, wherever that may be. Right. And I don't want to go to another planet and die on impact. Not at all. I want to be able to go there and survive and or provide or pave the way for the next generation or the next group of settlers to come in. So when I think about interplanetary uh, species, I'm thinking, wow, I can A, be born human on planet Earth and then perish possibly a Martian on Mars. Again, don't judge me. <laughs> I do think about these things. <laughs> so what do you guys think? Like, do you do you fantasize like down a rabbit hole sometimes where you think about your future? If you don't, maybe you should try this a little bit. Just take a moment, put the phone down, turn the TV off, maybe have some mellow sounds or natural sounds. Open a window, perhaps, and just listen to the earth and the atmosphere light some candles, I don't know, drink some wine, whatever the case is to calm you down or to help center you and just take it all in and explore your inner thoughts. I do it often and it's fun. It's a joy of mine. And so as I'm 
exploring the possibility of me being both human and Martian. I'm like, well, not many can say that they were both. <laughs> I would love to have that as a dream of mine. But that's still not like the ultimate future that I think we need. So let's progress a little further. Being or merging with technology. I have said this before on the podcast. I think the next nexus for us, either here on planet Earth or wherever our human or humanity leads us in our interplanetary discovery. I think being a cyborg is the way to go. <laughs> Literally merging with technology. So think about it. When you when you become older, right? Whatever age we are determined that to be, um, whether on this planet or again somewhere in the cosmos, I'm thinking being a cyborg can be very beneficial. A help us breathe on other planets or other environments. Maybe if the gravity is lesser than it is on earth there are ways we can adapt with the use of technology to make it possible um so i am a big sci-fi enthusiast and so i really think a lot of these ideas that form into science fiction in my brain and at some point becomes reality in the future we've seen some of these movies think about things you've seen in the 80s or 90s some of those older movies right Think about how some of those things are kind of, they're out now. We're experiencing the, the joy of technology over time. Again, evolution has helped us to, to get to this point. And so I like, again, I like to, to, to be that one to embrace technology. And I think technology and humanity merge together. To, pretty much that's the definition of a cyborg. And so we may not be able to travel in the past. But what if we can make it to the future? And I'm not saying travel to the future. What if we can make it to the future? That is a hint for later on where I think the future we need. So as I mentioned, merging with technology, think about those situations where we as we age we lose functionality of our bodies our motor skills or uh, the ability to walk maybe even ability to talk the ability to see and or hear we're merging with technology forming or becoming a cyborg now enable us to continue life as we once did, but we're doing it with the aid of technology. Again, Cyborg is really taking us to that next nexus a little bit more, right? But again, it's not the ultimate. So what is the ultimate? What do you guys think it is before I say it? No, 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 no. None of those that you're probably thinking right now. <laughs> Is the future we need digital uploading that is the future we need 
Remember earlier I said, make it to the future, not travel to the future. At some point, our physical being will perish and depart this existence. We will no longer live and be able to walk among amongst the living on the planet. We will perish and we will go away to wherever you believe we will go. <laughs> but what if at some point in your life, through the use of technology, you can upload your conscious either to some type of computer hardware device, a neural link, if you will, or some technology that allows our full conscious to be uploaded and then placed either in a humanoid existence or body or form factor or some type of digital where we reside in a digital space, not in a real reality space, right? We're uploaded into like a a fantasy, right? Let's say there's a company who, that sells packages right before you pass away, when you are in good health and good memory of your motor skills and, and of your cognitive abilities. And it takes, you can take, for example, package platinum gives you the ability to upload your conscious into this, this sunny beach environment that allows you to live your life as if you are still living on the beach and for however long you want to live on that beach you never really die you really just continue your existence in that digital space or what if we're able to take that consciousness so this is alternatively take that consciousness and upload it into a humanoid and then travel the cosmos so now you're leaving this earth with all of my memories and, and knowledge of history and capabilities that I have. I'm now in a humanoid device, a robot, if you will. And I'm now able to live in a new environment and or learn new skills, new planet, new place outside of earth. And I'm able to continue to live 100 200, 500 years into the future. Again, not travel to the future, make it to the future. How many of you would sign up for that? I can tell you I would do it right now. Not upload my conscience now and leave this physical body right now, but I would absolutely sign up for it. At what age would I want to transition? I'm not really sure. Maybe there's a point where there's like you do monthly or yearly backups, you know, or uploads to get the most, um, most data that's appropriate. And then you can, maybe if something happened to you physically or something happened to you mentally, where you lose ability of your cognitive ability, then I can maybe go back to right before that disease or situation happened where I was capable. And then I can take that conscious and upload. And as this physical body, perish or and leave the land of living 
now this humanoid or upload version of me continue to live. I think that will be awesome for the future. Now, what's the downfall or the kind to doing something like this? Honestly, we don't know because we haven't experienced that yet. So we can always just speculate. But I can think of one will be at some point will we get tired of repeating a life in utopia? Would I, would I want to see some tragedy happen? Or do I want to live in a place where everything is really happy all the time and sunny, a great beach in the upload environment? I think at some point you would kind of, you, you would not want to have, I mean, at some point, I mean, you may enjoy it for 50 plus years or 100 years and, and fully just love that type of living. But then your family members and all your friends are all gone. And now you're having to forge new relationships with other individuals who've uploaded into the space. And you really are not growing at that point. You know, your physical form is limited to just how it was. I mean, there's no aging process, right? There's no changing. You are who you were. And the next day, you're the same person. And the following day, you're the same person. You just have a tad bit of a different experience. Um, you're not really eating the actual food. You're just experiencing your digital self eating and you, your receptors are in your nerve, nerve receptors in your body are taking it in as if it's the same, the smell, the texture of the taste or the quality of the taste, the physical touch of everything, but it's not really happening. It's just all in the digital space. I think a, a, a kind would be, you would really get tired of that at some point and want to say, Hey, I'm now well willing to deactivate and no longer live in this type of space. Now I want to take my uploaded consciousness and I want to a delete it forever or further pause it <laughs> and fast forward another a hundred plus years. Like I, I could think of all the possibilities of how technology like this can be very useful. And we're literally just in a digital space. So that's on one side of it. Alternatively, on the other side, as I mentioned earlier, we're now in a humanoid space, right? So this humanoid body can also break down and damage. So I see, you know, some negatives there. You would need some type of maintenance to maintain that physical form. How are you getting the money to do that? Right. But in a, a humanoid structure you know we may need laborers as we transition to other colonies right 3d printing is is one thing but then how do you set that up and how do you set up the new environments or new societies so having a humanoid design could be very beneficial again there's a maintenance element to that um, but i also see a joy in just taking your life and being able to live just a little bit longer in a humanoid experience may not be able to go as far as a digital space, but then the digital space is limited to that digital environment. I think being able to explore the actual world, that is the future we need taking that digital copy of your, of your conscious 
either in a humanoid environment or being able to to live in a virtual world or a actual reality world, maybe it's a computer system, we have to be able to to translate that or download that in the next stage or the next life, right? If that's 30 years down the line, download into another humanoid existence and you just keep, I won't call it jacking, but you keep moving from one humanoid body to the next. There's one breakdown, you leave that one and you jump into another or you upgrade into another, right? You put your consciousness still living on. That is the future I think we need. We can live as long as we like and different form factors. I get very excited about it. I'm thinking that is, I don't know. I just, I feel like that would be amazing to see the world, the planet, earth, or society, humanity on other planets 500 years from now. I want to be there. I want to be present for that future. What do you guys think? Do you think you are willing to take your conscience at some point in your life and upload it into either a humanoid or a virtual environment that's a utopian society of your choosing? Or you want to perish as humanity have done it for the 6,000-ish years we have done been on this planet. <laughs> what do you guys think about that one? Okay, friends, good chat. Until next week, remember, positive energy leads to positive vibes. Don't forget to subscribe if this is your first time joining. No Pants Required can be found on Google Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Peace. Mm-hmm.